the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is a rarity, but it occasionally happens. Uh, Laura Bishop of the Columbus Dispatch. You probably get called in before the bosses for writing what is much less of a hit piece than I expected it to be on our friend Aaron Bear from the Center for Christian Virtue. Uh, today's dispatch notes that the Center for Christian Virtue has purchased a building across from the State House in Columbus for uh, $1.25 million. It's at 60 East Broad Street. Now you think, well, downtown real estate has got to be pretty pricey. Yeah, it is. And they are fundraising at CCV to renovate it at a cost three and a half times, three times what they spent to buy it. A 15,000 square foot building. Now I've not talked to Aaron about this. And Aaron, full disclosure, CCV and 989 The Answer were partners in the uh, leadership forum, the American Leadership Forum at Genoa on October 26th, 28th, something like that, about a month and a half ago, a month ago, where all six of the main GOP Senate candidates seeking Rob Portman's spot on the ballot for the November election in 2022, opposite screaming Tim Ryan. Uh, we were partners with them in that. So this full disclosure, I've had Aaron on the show a lot. I like Aaron, and I'm fully on board with Aaron's mission. Number one, one of their main missions is to get the backpack bill signed, which would allow every student in the state of Ohio, regardless of income level, to get a state voucher to offset some of the cost of attending a private school or a charter school. Now, I say some because when we talk about the backpack bill, I think there's a danger in the backpack bill, if you dig into the weeds of it, to look at average per student funding the state of Ohio gives, let's say, to Columbus City Schools per student. And you say, holy smokes, it's over 20 grand. If I could get that money, I could send my kid to Wellington. I don't know what's going on at Wellington. I would just say, "Mm, check that out. Because if you were going to say, I could send my kid to Columbus Academy, I'd say, hold up, don't do that. You'll be sorry. Society will be sorry. (laughs) But at any rate, there's this thought that the money, because it's often portrayed this way so people can understand it, the money the state gives to the public school for your kid, your share of that money should be your money to take with you where you go. I've been guilty of telling you that. And that would be awesome if that's how it worked. But that's not how the backpack bill works. Basically, the backpack bill would stop the necessity to qualify for an EdChoice scholarship. What is EdChoice? EdChoice is a program out there now where you can get about 
five grand per kid if if your income level as a family is two and a half times greater than the poverty level. Poverty level in Ohio is considered, let's just say, around 30 grand. If you're at 30 grand a year family income, you are at the poverty line. Imagine trying to make it on 30 grand. Well, so if you're making about 70,000, these are ballpark numbers. If you're making about $70,000 as a family, you're going to be right on the cusp of whether or not, let's say you go to a private school that costs $10,000 per student, you might, if you're under 70000 in family income, you're going to be able to get a $5,000 stipend for your kid to go to a private school. It's not going to cover the whole cost, but it's going to cover some of it. The backpack bill would essentially do that. Everybody now who has to qualify on income levels for an Ed Choice scholarship, state aid to help your child go to a public school or a charter school, you'd get that money. I support that 100%. I'd love to see it where you'd get all the money or at least, and by the way, you don't get the money in your hand. It's a back and forth paperwork deal between the state government and the school. The school can only charge you whatever the tuition is minus ed choice. And then there's a level of income. Like if you're way, way low on income and the school accepts ed choice students, which they don't all have to do that. If the school agrees to accept ed choice students, if you're at a certain income level, they can't charge you any more as a family than the ed choice amount. So it's possible there are a lot of kids going to Hartley, Watterson, Worthington Christian, uh, Kip, probably Harvest Prep, places like this where you're not family's not paying anything for the student to go there. It's just the amount of the ed choice. And by the way, I heard awesome things about the academic programs and the graduation rate and the placement rate at Harvest Prep the other day. So shout out to Harvest Prep. Great job. Okay, so that's one of the things the Center for Christian Virtue does. And you'd have to really be a hateful person. Well, you know, <laughs> an all-in zealot member of a teacher's union, <laughs> one and the same, to be opposed to Ed Choice and be opposed to the backpack bill. But that describes the people on Columbus City School Board. And that describes much of the management of Columbus City Schools and Cleveland City Schools and Cincinnati City Schools. Are you noticing a trend? Dayton Public Schools, are you noticing a trend? Yes, in your big, Democrat-controlled, horribly-run cities where crime is rampant because education is in the dumper, because the schools are in the dumper, kids grow up without an education, without an ability to get a good job, and then what do they gravitate to? A lot of them gravitate to drugs, crime, prostitution, all the things that put you on a path to failure and to the degradation of society. So these things are inextricably linked. But if you notice, who's fighting Aaron Bear in the Center for Christian Virtue and the proponents in the Ohio General Assembly? on the expansion of ed choice to give every student in Ohio the chance to go to a charter school, like KIPP, for instance. KIPP, by all accounts, a wonderful charter school compared, because I don't know the inner workings of KIPP, I'm sure there's a lot of wokeness or a threat of wokeness at KIPP, but it's indisputable that kids who come out of KIPP 
are going to be better positioned to succeed in society than kids who come out of, I don't want to name a certain school, I'll just say Columbus City Schools. It's just, it's inarguable. How do I say it's inarguable? Well, have you looked at the waiting list at KIPP? It's 2,000 students long. What does that tell you? Pretty obvious that if 2,000 Columbus families are trying to get their child into KIPP, those 2,000 families view KIPP as vastly superior to a Columbus public school. I think the market has spoken in that regard, that Columbus public schools stink compared to charter schools like KIPP. But the Columbus Board of Education and the superintendent of Columbus public schools, Dayton schools, Cincinnati schools, Cleveland schools, Toledo schools, all the big cities, they're fighting the desires of their own constituents. They're fighting so they continue to can continue to give their students as inferior in education as possible. And if they have a brain in their head, knowing they will enslave more kids to a life of crime, more kids to prostitution, more kids to drug abuse, more kids to desperation, tear more families apart, leading to the further erosion of an orderly society. That is the upshot of their policies. I don't think that they sit there and rub their hands in glee over that. I don't think they ever think about it, because if they ever thought about it, the hopeful, obvious conclusion they would draw would be, I got a problem in my conscience with the policies that I'm advocating for the benefit of my own situation at the expense of those who I'm supposedly in this to service. I'm supposedly in public education so I can give kids the best education possible, but I'm in a union that is telling me I'm supposed to fight against every single effort at the legislative level and at the local level to give this kid the better education that I'm supposedly here to help them get. So that is a problem for them. So these are the kinds of endeavors that Center for Christian Virtue supports in this kind of initiatives that I support. But it is not the initiative that Columbus City Schools, the mayor, and other people in the city who have power support. So I expected this story on the Center for Christian Virtue to be a hit piece, and it has the requisite, you know, crazy leftist who's ripping on CCV for, quote, same old oppressive rhetoric. Well, is it oppressive rhetoric? I know that's a popular view. Oh, they're anti-gay. They're anti-transgender. They're anti-abortion. Okay, they are. Not necessarily proudly so. I would say peacefully so. Peacefully in their heart. Let me explain something to you leftists out there who think that Those of us who are determined to speak out against things like the transgender agenda, abortion, and other societal issues that you think indicate 
progress in our thinking, enlightenment in our thinking. Is the suicide rate higher among transgender kids than it is among regular kids? Yes, astronomically so. Is the life expectancy of a gay American, a homosexual American, the same as the life expectancy of a heterosexual American? No, it is not. Does abortion inflict upon the mother whose child is murdered in the womb an array of, a host of, psychological issues that they have to battle the rest of their life that can and often do impact that woman in future marriages or, from a physical perspective, having children later on. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So from the perspective of someone who would be linked hand in hand and arm in arm with the Center for Christian Virtue on opposing these things that you on the left think are enlightened issues, we are opposed to it. Not because we get our jollies keeping you from living life the way you want to live it, but because we are called to try to serve our fellow man. And a part of serving our fellow man is to save them from, make them aware of, behaviors that are damaging to them that in the moment they may not see the danger in. But the statistics and the life experiences tell us that the behavior in which people are engaging on those fronts that you think are so enlightened are in fact very, very bad for them and very, very bad for the people around them. I had a very restful and enjoyable Thanksgiving weekend, which of course means I was not traveling, uh, because I would imagine that the airports of the country were like John Glenn Airport in Columbus, which was said to be uh, packed with travelers on Sunday morning. Um, Amazing that we are not anymore, despite all the fear-mongering in our government, and they never tire of that. Seemingly, Americans are hungry and uh, desirous to get back out and get with it. I saw that the unemployment numbers are down to where our unemployment is lower than it was pre-pandemic. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Maybe people are finally getting the message that, no, it doesn't pay you more to stay home. Uh, But there are still a lot of people, I think, who are unemployed, but who do not register on the rolls. And here's the thing I'm waiting to see. Is the government going to deny unemployment benefits to people who are unemployed because they chose not to get the vaccine? Now, I've not seen any reporting on this, but when you look at the extent to which the Biden administration has gone to try to strong arm you into getting a vaccine, requiring it for federal workers, requiring it for hospital workers today, by the way, uh, yesterday, actually, was the deadline yesterday for Navy personnel to get vaccinated or to find out it was some kind of consequential deadline. For Navy personnel, I have a friend whose son is in the Navy, 
and has been a nightmare for this son and for some of his colleagues. The kind of oppressive, um, what's the word I'm looking for, where you basically treat people like second-class citizens. Uh, it's not bullying, but it's it's just a marginalization. All of a sudden, the relationship with your superior officers changes. Even the terms of your contract in the military did not change. But now, you know, you just have to go through all kinds of things. They're just ratcheting down the pressure on these people who want to do nothing more than serve their country, serve it with distinction. And yet, oh, because you won't take the shot, uh, we will make your life miserable. And this touches the healthcare industry in a big, big way. You know, I hear all the time, oh, the healthcare industry, 90% compliance in the health insurance industry. Okay, great, 90% compliance. I can do the math. Maybe you can too. 90% compliance means 10% did not comply. And if you, apart from COVID, were told that there was some kind of situation that decreased the supply of doctors, nurses, technicians who operate the, you know, x-ray machines, MRI machines, if you were told that 10% of any workforce, any workforce in the United States of America was going to be reduced, wouldn't you instantly think, wow, that's going to create a lot of openings. That's going to cause a lot of upheaval. Well, that is exactly the situation we're in in the healthcare industry. And there's an old saying in sports, it never catches up with you until it catches up with you. Well, last Sunday in Waukesha, Wisconsin, it caught up with uh, Waukesha, excuse me, Wisconsin Memorial Children's Hospital because they had the crazy hate-filled person who drove his car into the Christmas parade and injured more than 40 people and killed six. Hospitals are overrun, right? Milwaukee Children's Hospital had to, this past weekend, give nurses a $4,500 bonus to induce enough people to agree to work on a holiday weekend that they could adequately care for the 18 children who are in that hospital as a result of the attack by the driver of the SUV. Now, you notice I say the attack by the driver of the SUV. Now, I never worked for the Washington Post. I worked for the Plain Dealer for 18 years, back when it was a real newspaper. But I don't think I could work for the Washington Post. I now know why I could never work for the Washington Post. Because to apparently work for the Washington Post, you have to look at the guy who drove his car willfully, purposefully, intentionally over and up the backs of children and grandmothers. And you have to characterize that in your news story as seven were killed and 40 were injured when an SUV drove into a Christmas parade. Now, I know we're trying at Tesla and other places to pioneer the self-driving car. But I don't think this was an occasion where a self-driving SUV on its own 
decided to run a barricade and run over people and kill and maim them. It was not an SUV attack. It was an attack by a person filled with hate. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.